0: Hello and welcome to episode 61 of Whiskey Talk from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society and I'm Duncan Gorman. We might be a whisky club first and foremost, but that doesn't stop us from searching out the very best bottlings of other spirits for our curious members. In this episode, we've strayed from the world of whisky to the south of France for this insight into the underappreciated world of Armagnac. Denis Lesgog, a third generation owner of Armagnac House, Chateau de l'Aubaud, paid a recent visit to the vaults to tell a packed member's room about the beauty of Armagnac, France's oldest eau de vie, a drink that every whiskey lover should explore.
1: Well, thank you very much. I'm very impressed, to be honest, because the place is very, very nice. And it's my first time in Edinburgh. You know, I've travelled to Scotland in the past, but to uh, the western part of the country and to Highlands, but it's really my first time in the city, so I'm very, very happy to be sharing this time with you tonight. And very honored to be able to speak about Armagnac, uh, to speak about our family-owned distillery. Um, And uh, well, if you have any question, please uh, ask me. I will be happy to answer your question As through the tasting. Uh, I see that more like a conversation rather than a presentation. So my name is Denis Lesgourg and I'm uh, the third generation, represent the third generation of the Lesgourg family uh, who've been owning uh, and uh, producing Armagnac at Chateau L'Obad since 1974. Um, uh, The estate and the distillery is much older but it used to belong to another family in the past until my grandfather back in 1974 um, literally fell in love uh, with the property, with the vineyards, uh, with the cellars, and decided to acquire this uh, uh, a sleepy uh, distillery um, and to make it shine again. So uh, as a first um, step, if you wish, uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Armagnac. And just to remind a few things about Armagnac, if it's uh, too obvious, let me know, We'll go uh, and switch. But uh, Armagnac is probably the most uh, the best kept secret uh, brown spirit in the, in the world. When I say that, it's just because it's been uh, discovered uh, way, way before cognac has uh, been invented or even before Scotch whiskey was invented. The first trace of distillation dates back from the 15th century and more precisely from 1410. And there is a facsimile of the a um, book uh, written by Maître Vital Dufour, who was a priest, and the facsimile is uh, kept at the Vatican, uh, in the Vatican in Roma, uh, and it's describing uh, the distillation process of the Eau de Vie, of Aguardiente, uh, in local Gasconi language, and um, so we can say that the very first distillation are uh, you know, taking place from that uh, time. Obviously it was not uh, Armagnac as it is today, and it has taken more and more time really to make this distillation more sophisticated and more proper in a way. Um, Let's say until the the mid 17th, end of uh, 17th century, uh, it was very, very limited in a way. But uh, yes, for sure Armagnac is very deeply rooted in the tradition of distillation, and it is also thanks uh, to the culture of the vines, which was bought by the Romans way before uh, you know, the, 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 Mo- the, the Moors or the Arabs uh, brought the distillation uh, expertise or knowledge in, back in the southwest of France. So uh, we feel like uh, it's, it's very old, it's very, very traditional as a spirit, but it has kept very, very limited in production for many historical reasons. Um, But today just for um, a a few figures, a few facts about the economics of Armagnac, Armagnac is about only 4 to 4.5 million bottle uh, produced and sold every year, uh, which compares to 220 million for cognac. (laughs) So we like to say that uh, our cousins are much brighter or better negociant or better, better traders than we, we, we were or we are. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's very, very limited in size in production in terms of, um, you know, producers. Uh, it's still uh, quite diverse in spite of the small number and the, the relatively small production. And um, uh, just for you to have an idea, it's comparable to the size of the production of Calvados in Normandy. So, out of the three main appellations d'origine contrôlée for, for brandy in France, um, we have cognac, which is more industrialized in a way and very, very well established, and especially in the exportation markets. Whereas uh, Calvados and Armagnac are, are still deeply linked with the French market, about 50% of the total. Uh, conception of Armagnac remains uh, in France where the rest is, is exported compared to 98% of Cognac which is exported and massively exported. Just a couple of uh, historical reasons. Cognac has always benefited from the harbor of Bordeaux and when the wine were not exported because they were fragile, they were pretty much distilled and Cognac was beneficiary from the exportation uh, of uh, and thanks to the to the port of Bordeaux, uh, which was a very very important port in the seventeenth and eighteenth century, uh, whereas Armagnac is more much more inland you know south east of the city of Bordeaux towards the region of toulouse and it 's really really uh, left you know in between where there has never been so many connections in terms of railway in terms of uh, roads etc so this is an historical reason why Armagnac has not you know, been flourishing as much as, as Cognac has been flourishing uh, as it is today. The second reason is that um, Cognac, like Bordeaux, has been a really uh, uh, international place in a way, and a lot of investment were made from outside, from, uh, from Europe, especially from uh, United Kingdom, from Ireland and that's from Scandinavia, so the houses of cognac have benefited from this international influence, which was not um, necessarily the case of of Armagnac. So, that's a little bit for the the historical side. In terms of production, in terms of um, regulation, Armagnac is an appellation d'origine contrôlée since 1936, so the, the, the rules and regulation have been very much in place for 80 years now, 90 years and um, they are comparable in a way to Cognac rules but you know, they, are, they are different as well in some ways. Uh, the first is about geographic, uh, you know geographic uh, constraints. You cannot produce Armagnac uh, if you are not inside a proper area uh, which is composed of three main departments. The Gers department which is a Uh, you know, in Occitanie, and surrounded by two other departments, Les Landes and Lotte-Garonne, but 90% is from the Gers department, and the Armagnac region is subdivided into three uh, subregions from the east to the west, the Haut-Armagnac, l'Armagnac-Ténarèse, and Bas-Armagnac, which is on the western part and the south. Uh, They correspond to the cru, in a way, like uh, the Grand Champagne or Petit Champagne in Cognac, which are also cru which uh, are from uh, geographic uh, standing, standing point. Um, the, the main differences, and there are so many with cognac, in reality I like to say that we are more like cousins, like brothers. We share a few things in common, but we have some very different. So, grape variety. In cognac it's almost only Uniblan. It's very difficult to find other grapes than the Uniblanc, the Trebbiano in Italy. In Armagnac, we are entitled up to 10 grapes. So it's it's really more diverse in a way. Um, Uniblanc, of course, but also three other main grapes, which are quite significant, including the Colombard grape, the Folle Blanche grape, the Baco grape. So that's the four main grapes. And we have up to six other grapes. And one of the Armagnac tonight that we are going to try uh, has in its uh, blend... Uh, a significant amount of a very, very limited, very, very obscure grape that is called a plant de graisse. We'll have the pleasure to taste that later on. Uh, so the grape variety are different. Then the soil are very, very different. In, in Cognac, it's all about clay and limestone. In Armagnac, it's almost only sand and pebbles. That's very, very light soils. You know, the Atlantic Ocean used to be bordering that part of France more inland, like by 120 kilometers, and that makes uh, a very different kind of uh, terroir and soil for the vines. So the vines ultimately are different; they produce the same um, specific um, and components in terms of, of of profile of wine. So ultimately, the wine that will be distilled is slightly different from cognac to armagnac. Um, the distillation the distillation is a, is a significant point of difference between Cognac and Armagnac in Cognac it's pretty much the double distillation that is quite similar to Scotch whiskey I guess pot still uh, with a first uh, distillation, a second distillation and you only take the heart of the distillation in Armagnac we've for the last 120 or 30 years Um, used the continuous column steel distillation, which I guess was patented by Mr. Coffey in the early 19th century, uh, which was not the distillation process uh, used by Armagnac for many, many years, but until uh, they switched to the distillation, the uh, continuous column steel distillation. And nowadays, apart from three or four distilleries that use a combination of double distillation and column steel distillation. All the rest is about column steel uh, continuous distillation. And this is the case with Chateau de Lobade, our, our distillery. We really believe that the continuous distillation in, 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 in five or six layers in the column steel will contribute to the original and, 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 and particular taste of Armagnac. Our objective, our mission, is not to be alike cognac. Otherwise, that would not be a point of difference. And we strongly believe that the distillation uh, difference with cognac makes a true difference on the on the taste profile before the aging, uh, you know, takes place. The last main point of difference between cognac and Armagnac is truly dur- during the aging. Uh, uh, and it, there are a few differences from the oak origin to the, the barrel or the cask size and also to the, uh, the work in the aging that we make uh, by, uh, you know, um, the work in the cellars, the reduction, if there is a reduction throughout the, 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 the life cycle of the Armagnac. So it's a, a sum of different, uh, you know, point of difference that makes uh, also uh, the style different. In Armagnac, at least in Chateau de L'Obad, we like to favor uh, the Gascogny oak. We call it black oak because it's, it has a, a very gross grain uh, and it gives a lot of tannins, a lot of color and a lot of uh, taste uh, up to some dryness, which is not uh, uh, truly the case of the limousin oak, which is found in the Allier or in the center of France, or even in the Vosges in France that all or pretty much all the cognac houses will uh, use. Uh, By regulation, we are not entitled to use other oaks than French oak, including for a finish. So if we finish an Armagnac with an external oak, uh, which is from another country or from an ex-spirit, it will drop the appellation. Um, So that's the case for cognac and Armagnac. As long as it is new oak or old oak, You you can use old oak, but it must have contained an Armagnac before, or a wine before. All right, so that's really the difference between uh, cognac, and um, the main differences between cognac and Armagnac are there. And the last one is in terms of product range. You know, cognac will always uh, cherish the art of blending, the art of blending between different years. Whereas in Armagnac, we are very well known to release single vintages. Uh, this has been all, uh, always like uh, you know, a marque de fabrique or trademark of Armagnac is to put aside a significant amount of the freshly distilled Armagnac in specific cellars and then to bottle them after a you know, certain time as a single vintage. It doesn't mean it's not blended because we might blend different grapes, but from the same year. So it's a, it's a main difference with Cognac. Cognac houses do not see the vintage approach as, as interesting as in Armagnac. We do believe it is uh, very interesting on, on, a, on a product uh, selling point. Coming back to um, Chateau de Lobade. So as I told you that uh, it's been part of my family uh, since uh, Maurice Lesgog, my grandfather took it over. It was uh, in agriculture. My my grandfather was uh, a merchant of uh, seeds, you know, cereal, corn, uh, sunflower, um, uh, wheat, you know, in Southwest France, which is very strongly uh, involved with agriculture. And on a sunny uh, spring day, he came and discovered that the distillery was for sale. He was really blown up by the magic of the place. Truly, when you come... To our place, like uh, in Scotland, um, you know, you are amazed by the beautiful, uh, the amazing landscape, very hilly, very green, a mix of cereal and vineyards. And uh, my grandfather knew that there was a truly a potential uh, to, uh, you know, for a very, very high end, very, very sophisticated Armagnac production. So that was a starting point again uh, with my family and then my father. Um, strongly developed, you know, betting on our autonomy, our independence. We are fully auto- autonomous. We do not buy uh, white wine. We do not buy grape from outside. We do not buy Armagnac. We are what we call a single estate Armagnac, like uh, in the Chateau, in Bordeaux, in, you know, we produce the Armagnac from the farm to the bottle. That's for us a very, very strong, meaningful because we want to offer an Armagnac that is, you know, the truth of a specific place coming from that region of Bas Armagnac. So we are located in the southwest part of the region, which is considered to be very, very good, very, very fine, and uh, we put a lot of pride in mastering all the stages of, of, of the production. So when my grandfather purchased a distillery there was only a mere 25 hectares of vineyard, so Quickly, he decided to plant up to 110 hectares in order to be self-sufficient in terms of supply. That was the first decision. The second main decision was to not sell any Armagnac before waiting eight years. Because Armagnac, you can sell after two years, you know. I guess cut is three years as a minimum. But in Armagnac, uh, you, can, you can wait only two years. But, but the vision was really to offer the best So, between 1974 and 1982, there was pretty much zero revenue. So, the (laughs) banks were very generous to lend lend a lot of money because they were storing and starting to store a lot of Armagnac in the different cellars uh, and waiting to the right moment to introduce the the, the brand again. So, um, that was the whole vision, you know. And the vision has, has, has never changed, you know. With my brother and my sister, we continue to to bet that the the only thing uh, that counts is the quality, is what all the efforts, all what we can put in our bottles, in our armagnac, uh, will be recognized by the consumer ultimately, and that's our number one uh, our asset in a way. You know, we don't advertise, we don't have the meanings of the big uh, Scotch whiskey. Uh, Uh, companies or or, you know cognac houses where we are still very very artisanal in a way so it's all about uh, the trust of the quality. So that maybe leads me to to get started with the first Armagnac because I'm sure you want to taste and and so am I. (laughs) Um, With uh, the Scotch Malwishy Society staff including uh, Sonia we we were wondering which, which lineup would, would be interesting. The first, I said, I, I, I thought was to, you know, start with um, a must-have, a, a key, um, you know, Armagnac among our ranch, an Armagnac that was first introduced by my grandfather <coughs> uh, in 1985, <coughs> which is a 12 years old, so when we state in the bottle, on the bottle douze ans, or 12 years, it's like for Scotch whiskey, that means that the youngest Armagnac composing the blend, you know, the assemblage, is 12 years of age. So in reality, with this Armagnac, we want to really represent a classic taste, a classic um, a components of what should be a Bas Armagnac in terms of balance, richness and aftertaste we we put a lot of efforts in those three um, three things you know first it's all about uh, you know the balance so first on the nose and then you know, when you see uh, you have it on the mouth our armagnac should be singular should be interesting but they sh- always should be balanced in a way uh, between the alcohol between the the, the, the wood flavors, uh, between the, the, the fruitiness. So this is what we are aiming at with the Chateau Lobat du Zendage. And about richness, we always consider that Armagnac is, uh, if I had to take an image, if we compare again with Cognac, Cognac would be more like a lean, long, and, 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 and very civilized Armagnac, we like to take back roads, in a way. We like to get more adventure in terms of uh, spices, in terms of wood aromas, in terms of fruity and candied fruit notes. And this is what we like. It's it's still balanced, but it's it should not be boring, in a way. It should be diverse. It should be uh, surprising, you know? So this is... Uh, I like to say very good representation of our house. Uh, It's bottled at 40% after a very, very progressive reduction that we make always uh, throughout the years in the last three or four years in the uh, maturation stages. That means that for the first eight years, it's a full strength, full alcohol in the cask, and it's only when we have decided which barrels are going to be part of the assemblage that we are going to start a, a slow and, 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 and limited uh, reduction with distilled this this still water. Okay? Santé. <laughs> I forgot to say that all of the colors are natural. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not complicated. Mm -hmm. Because I mentioned to you that we only use Gascony oak. Mm -hmm. And we use a significant amount of new oak. Unlike whiskey, for example, when it's most of the cases, you know, first fill or, you know, different uh, uh, filling of barrels. In Armagnac, we like to use uh, a certain amount of new oak, especially for the very first years, like two or three years, uh, the new oak will give, uh, the print will give the, the style to the armagnac very quickly. So this is why the, the color is natural because after 12 years, uh, it's, 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 it's very easy to obtain this beautiful deep amber color uh, because obviously the new oak will release a lot of Tannins and a lot of a, a lot of color, so we don't need to uh, rectify the color. That's why we, you can see that the colors are all different from one to the other one. And depending on the alcohol st- alcohol percentage, you can see that the color will be even more dark, obviously because there is less water compared to the alcohol uh, alcohol content.
0: Sorry.
1: Yeah, yes, exactly. We like to, um, especially the Baco grape and the Uniblanc grapes, uh, will go through some new oak aging in the very early stages. Although the faux Blanche grape, which is a more scented, more aromatic, a little bit more fine, we, we, we like not to use so much new oak or very, very limited new oak for this specific uh, grape variety. So that's why. We go grape by grape, and uh, uh, again, I'll come back to that, but uh, this is for us something that uh, we think is very important, is not to uh, pre-blend the Armagnac between themselves. We like to age the Armagnac separately. First of all, we'll distill the grape, the four or six grape varieties separately, one after the other one, in the same column uh, distillation uh, still, and then, all the different grape age separately. That's for us a fantastic uh, way to, uh, for our cellar master Francois and for myself to really have the greater choice when it comes to using different Armagnac for the, for the blending of these 12 years old, for example. It's like a little bit like, uh, like a painter with the colors or like a chef with the ingredients. The more you have, the, the more interesting it is, and the more difficult it is as well, because you have to start but you have to stop somewhere. In these 12 years old, we have up to 35 different armagnac part of the final recipe. And a little secret: we like to use what we call a pied de cuve or a perpetual barrel or a perpetual tonneau. That means from the previous batch we'll leave one third of the you know, woody tank so we can recreate the assemblage which will melt or which will blend together with the previous batch. That's why we, we like to have what we call a very, very linear taste and also um, a nice texture in the Armenia because ultimately it is even more aged than the 12 years old because thanks to the previous batch and the perpetual uh barrel you familiar with, with that i'm Basically sure
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: comparable to a solera uh, id yeah absolutely it's always um it's always by the the taste and never by pre uh, uh, conception about the grape variety style because we are we depend on the nature we depend on the climate Every vintage is different because every year it's like for wine. Uh, 2003 was very, very hot, for example, very dry. That's the same thing with last year in France with very, very um, important high temperatures. So ultimately the wine will not be the same as it is normally uh, every year. So that's why we want to distill the right manner Depending on the gray variety, one, and two, the specificities of the year. So, normally we like to distill in between 56 and 62%. So, you can see it's way below what in in whiskey, for example, we are distilling at for the second distillation. So, this is maybe another reason why Armagnac is very tasteful and very, very rich because the alcohol is quite low. So, we like to keep what we call the congeners, so uh, all, all which is the component from the, from the wine itself, including the lees, that gives a lot of um, more heavy taste and heavy component that we love to keep in Armagnac. But the secret is that we have to be very patient, because you would not uh, produce a fine Armagnac just after one year, or two years, or three years, because it, Armagnac needs time. Armagnac is like uh, it needs really to be like, 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 like a child, it needs to be taken care of until it's nicely matured. what point do you start uh, how old do
0: you start the distillation?
1: How? How old is the wine when you start still Oh, uh, the wine, just after the fermentation is over, okay, we are we're not putting any sulfites, it's prohibited, so the wine is completely natural, but it's quite unstable. So that's why we like to distill the wine very fresh. We are the house that distilled the earliest among the other Armagnac house, because we are very obsessed about keeping the the nice spectrum of taste and the the fruitiness of the wine and the fragrance of the wine. So we like to harvest between September and October, but with global warming, uh, this has pushed uh, back to, to early September. When I was a kid, I remember the, the harvest would never start before October 15. So now it's, it's beginning of September, and right uh, after, um, maybe end of October or third week of October, we'll start the distillation until Christmas time. We are entitled to distill until the next year March 31st as the limit, but we never go that far because with 50 days of distillation we are. We are done. Okay, we are. It's everything distilled for our our capacity. What is the range you can legally
0: distill? Um,
1: that's a very good question. I don't have the exact uh, answer, although I know that uh, you can start at fifty-two or fifty-three, and the highest uh, might be 70? seventy-two. I, I think seventy-two, but. No, no distillery go up to that level because it would mean too much rectification to, and, and less interest in terms of the, the f- flavor profile. When, when you, um, at the end of the maturation, add water to get it to 40%, at that point, do you then have to blend the casks to make that work, or do they, is it per cast? No, we do in, the, in, the, in a few uh, bigger you know, barrels, wood barrels, where we are going to recreate and to prepare the final assemblage. And this is one, this, once this is done, that we will start progressively in two years, two to three years to reduce the alcohol, the alcohol by, the, by adding the water. Well, it's, you can find because no, no, nothing prevents you from buying a single can. Actually, the, the society has, has, has bought the, okay. the cask and it was completely uh, full uh, alcohol with no water reduction. But it is true that it's by, by the tradition, most of the Armagnac are bottled between 40 and 45, 46. Sometimes you can find castrants, which is the case of this uh, 2006 that we are going to try later but it's it's mostly more mostly common seen in uh, the, the, the classic bottling range around 40 42 43 45 okay so the cask are, 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 are bigger than uh, what they are in cognac and in, uh, they are about 420 liters uh, and a cognac cask is about 350 liters and I guess the the bourbon cast is what 200 liters, 180 or 200, so they are big, and uh, they are perfect for the Armagnac because again, Gascony oak, grain growth or large, um, um, large, um, you know, yeah, uh, staves, and uh, that's perfect for the toasting for the for the for the profile of the Armagnac. If it was, be, uh, you know. Uh, like smaller, uh, I think the wood flavor would be too too, 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 too present, you know, and what's happening with uh, new oak and with intensely flavored oak is it's a drying off, you know, the tannins and the mouth, and that's something that we, we want to avoid, you know, an armaniac should be still round, delicate, and, and, and easy to, to, to appreciate. Um, So this was the the first tonight, the 12 years old. It's actually a blend of 35 different Armagnac ranging from 12 to 20 years of age. But the youngest is, is really a 12 years old. Yes, yes, absolutely. So a couple of uh, tasting notes, but I'm sure you you have them all, you don't need. um, But I think that the nose is is a nice um, association between the fruit, uh, fresh fruit on one side, like almost citrus and um, orange peel, and getting towards already some candied fruits, like plum, prune, uh, apricot and, and it's a nice mix between these and uh, for sure the woody flavor vanilla, sweet spice so it's, it's a nice equilibrium between the fruitiness of the Armagnac and already those aging aromas uh, brought by the élevage, brought by the wood itself, uh, brought by the evolution of the Armagnac after a few years, you know Armagnac until it's six, seven first years, it's 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 more rustic in a way, it's it's very very um, straightforward. Whereas after nine, ten years, it really starts to you know uh, offer a, a nice texture, more roundness, and um, it's lingering nicely in the mouth. And about the finish as well, I found that this armagnac to be very. Uh, still very very present, nicely uh, nicely uh, uh, present, uh, but it's not overwhelming. At the same time, it it leaves a very nice and fresh impression, which we like uh, for our uh, armagnac. After the twelve years old, the 12 ans, we have the XO. Um, so XO is a let's say, it's a must-have, it's a trademark for cognac and armagnac. It means something, but it doesn't mean anything because it's, nobody knows what it means. <laughs> I'm sure you do, but uh, you don't know exactly what it is. <laughs> so XO stands for extra old, but when I said that, you don't know what it is about. <laughs> By regulation, by the French regulation for Armagnac and for Cognac, it must be aged a minimum of, how many years? 10, yeah. It used to be six, it used to be six until 2017. 2017, Armagnac bureau, council, said we have to move up to 10 years because EXO should really represent a high quality, uh, should be very, very, uh, very complex, should be very, very nicely matured. So when the rule uh, passed from 6 to 10 years old for Chateau L'Obad, for my family, it has no impact because we are already offering an EXO which is 15 years old and plus. So for us, it didn't change uh, anything, but for the whole... Armagnac system, yes, it did change, because 10 years old should be and must be the youngest Armagnac in, in the assemblage. So um, call it XO then
0: years
1: old. Yeah, we, we still call it an EXO. We could put the age statement on the label, and this is actually what we do on the back label, because we were asked by so many customers, we need to have more information, so this is what we explain. We explain that it's, it's an assemblage between 15 up to 25 years of age, but we keep the word "exo" because "exo" for French fine spirit, you know, especially for the exportation market, it means you know some sort of standard in terms of quality. And I still believe that it is really a standard of quality. Um, why don't you do the like what? Why? On the 12 years old? Yeah, but, but our customers will be frustrated because we've been giving them a, a quality of an exo. So we need to continue. And then the 12 years, but it's a good question because I, I really invite you to taste them side by side because it's not only a question of age. And I'm sure that for the finest scotch whiskey, it's not about the age only. I'm, I'm pretty pretty... Um, show that it's it's about the same, yes. Yes. Correct. It's a it's a good question. So the question is, if we are taking the same vintage one year after, let's say, no, we always take the remaining perpetual batch. And, and then we'll figure out with Francois, with my father, who is still uh, acting as a, as a, blend, with a blending uh, team, we'll figure out which vintages should be part of the recipe, but sometimes we have to make a, a significant change from one year to the other one, because nature didn't give us what we need on a set specific vintage. You know what I mean? So it's a work on a on, on white sheet, again, and only piloted by, by the tasting. The uh, so we, 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 we nose all the, the samples, and then we taste all the sample up to 60 or 70, and we go by session of 60 to 70 uh, armagnac, and then we're going to r- narrow down to a more selected selection to find the proper assemblage of blood. Coming back to the question of uh, Mrs. about... The, why we don't put the XO as a 12? We could legally, but we want to keep the style very different from the 12 years old. So um, when we had this very, very uh, still fr- a good mix of fruit and canned fruit and fresh fruit with some spice on the first, the 12 years old, on the EXO, different, quite different. Um, I got more like butterscotch, vanilla as well, S- very sweet, yes, very, very, very sweet flavors that would make you think it's, it's going to be a sweet, like a liquor, uh, but not at all. But it's, it's very, very different in the first nose. And this is what we like because they are different. They should be very, very different. Mm. Yes, exactly. So it's it must be French oak. So you can choose whatever forest, but it must be from Carsus, uh, two species of oak, Chen Cecile and Chen Pedonculé, very specifically. You cannot choose American oak, for example, even though if it's growing in Europe or in France. I mean, the white oak, it's prohibited. And then, you can do whatever you want in terms of size of of cask. But by tradition, we like to use the 420 liter cask. We've made some experiments with 220 liters cask, you know, the wine barrel, and it does work, but but on the side, on some very specific project. Uh, But as long as it's aging inside a french oak barrel or cask it can be called armagnac if you're not continuing the aging or if you use whatever kind of other oak it's it's over it's uh, it's you cannot call it armagnac can you sell it brandy? yes we can but uh, if you sell as a brandy it's uh, maybe two three five or ten times less money <laughs> So my father will (laughs) feel very bad, you know? So, I I can, we can, yeah, we can, technically we can, but uh, it means that maybe there's something wrong with with the quality or, but no, we we, we don't do. I mean, in cognac, uh, I've heard that some cognac houses also uh, produce brandy from probably grapes from outside the region of cognac, whatever, from Spain, probably. But in Armagnac I don't find pretty much uh, producers doing that. At least we don't. And we produce hundred percent from our own land and our own vineyard, and we don't sell uh, in bulk to other houses. Uh that's you know, in cognac you can see that, you know, happening. We we keep for ourselves. We're a little bit uh, selfish, you know. <laughs> um yeah. So, what did you think of the EXO compared to the first one? You you preferred it? Did you prefer it or? Yeah. Okay. It is delicate. Yeah. It is delicate and and, 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 and very round, very very um, very generous in a way, and not as restrained as the 12 years old and 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 very very um, the texture. Is is quite soft in a way. It's, it, it is very soft. Uh, it's about 20 percent, 20 yeah, uh, uh, around that. 20 percent difference between the 12 years old and then the XO. Yeah. So both are bottled at 40 percent. But uh, again, the idea is really to provide a very classic style of Bazaar maniac from the house, enhancing the the nice balance, richness, and the long finish. Finish, we are, we are very, very keen, or very, um, uh, very. Precu- we take a lot of precaution about not having harsh finish. Bitterness, astringency, you know, something that you can find sometime in Armagnac, because either it's too much new oak, either it was not distilled properly or aged properly, so, all blended properly, but it's something that we are very, very co- c- uh, conscious ab- about. You know, the, 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 the nicely finished and uh, the pleasing taste of the, of, the, of the finish. Yeah. You mentioned that all your iron are natural color, but if you wanted to, would you be able to add caramel color into it? What? What? Yeah, you, you are, you are, you, Yes, no, it's not prohibited. You, uh, you, uh, you, can find maybe houses, especially when they sell young armagnac. I mean, what's the point when the armagnac is old? You know, you obtain the color naturally. This is what I told you. Uh, but again, uh, by using the Gascony oak and an, a good amount of new oak, it helps a lot. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, it, we, we don't we don't need to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. Sugar to be honest, I don't know. I think you can in, I think you can in a regulation, but I'm not good at the subject because we don't do so. <laughs> I don't know how it works. but probably if, it, if, if Cognac does it, probably Armagnac can add sugar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see why they could not. But um, we don't want to be sweet. We like to be dry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you have any other question regarding technical question or yeah, sir. Who decides I'm sorry? Who decides which barrels you use? Do the producers decide it or is there some other kind of organization that overrides all of it that decides what you can and can't Yeah. It's a a combination of both because in our house we like to use only Gascony oak but the the regulatory body and the rules set by the Armagnac regulation strictly prohibit American oak or external oak from France but who rules the body? The Armagnac producers. You know, it's like uh, there is like... uh, uh, a council or how, how can I put it like a bureau and our district we are part of it as well so we are always being challenged by which regulation we want to adopt what needs to be uh, a, uh, you know, evolving in the future so this is the houses of Armagnac that compose the syndicate of the Armagnac Association ultimately with also the French Ministry of Agriculture that has also a seat in the board, obviously, and also the region as well. Yeah. How many are we we the bureau. As such. Okay, so... so, at so I mean, not yeah, at, 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 the, at the very executive bureau, we are 12. Yes. Okay, 12 producers and 12 uh, houses, negociants. And we are part of the, of, the, of the Bureau, yeah, yeah. And ultimately, I mean, uh, I told you that Armagnac is still owned by families, very traditional, very artisanal. Uh, there are about 450 producers in Armagnac. So related to the number or to the volume produced every year, uh, you can say it's small distilleries, you know, compared to maybe other regions, especially with Cognac, for instance, so 450 producers and only 60 or 80 trade, trading houses, if I may. So it's, it's quite a lot still as an ecosystem. So it's, I think, very interesting because it guarantees um, the diversity of the Armagnac styles, uh, thanks to the grapes, thanks to distillation, thanks to the different terroir, thanks to the fact that it's many, many different small distilleries. Uh, I'm sure you wanted to ask me how many liters of, of Armagnac we produce, but I can tell you there is no secret behind. Uh, currently, we distill about around 150 to 200,000 liters. So compared to a, you know, uh, an established uh, cognac house, it's, it's little, 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 little. But we are one of the most important you know, producers among the Armagnac region. Yes, it is still it is still the the traveling small distilleries, uh, not anymore uh, thanks to the horses, (laughs) thanks to a truck. But still, you can find uh, a few uh, what we call uh, distillateurs ambulants, so moving distilling distilleries. Uh, They distill about 20 to up to 25 percent of the total. Of the distillation in armagnac, the 75% remaining are being distilled by distillery themselves, which owns and, and own and operate the distillation, the column still. But yes, it is part of the tradition, and it's you know also show the tradition of armagnac. Um, yeah, so again, armagnac really differs from its taste profile. I really invite you to. If you, if you enjoy brandy in general to, 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 you know, to taste side by side Armagnac and Cognac, you will be amazed to see the difference. I'm sure that tonight you already have a good, uh, a good uh, sense of how different it is. And it, even from one Armagnac distillery to the other one, you will find significant differences. Yeah, uh, it depends on the alcohol of the Armagnac itself. An Armagnac which is already at 40%, I would not pour any, any water, for, for sure, uh, for, for tasting, you know, for, for enjoyment uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a taste. Um, however, for a full strength Armagnac, a cast strength, or very high in, 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 in alcohol, you can drop a few, uh, some water, and it will be very nice, but you have to be careful because for for Scotch whiskey, I think it, it does work. I, I I did the experiment myself because I, I like Scotch whiskey as well, good single malts. but for Arminiax, sometimes it can kind of quickly kills or diminish the, the overall experience, so if you uh, I, I like to say just sip little by little mm-hmm. and you will enjoy more And whereas putting some water can be an adventure sometimes. <laughs> but it's okay. Some people will prefer and I, I have no problem with that. Um, Do you have a
0: specific source for your
1: water? Ourself, yes, it's local water uh, from uh, local rivers. However, we like to use distilled water for the, for the reduction right. ra- ra- rather than just the spring water. Sorry, right. is, it? is it hard water? Yes, water? it is a bit hard water hard. so we like to distill the water. And unlike for whiskey production where you need a lot of water for, for the mash beer, I guess, for the, for the beer, in Armagnac the water component is inside the, the wine. So it's, it's, less, it's less a critical choice in a way so that's why we don't want to take any kind of chains. we just use a distilled water from local locally sourced water yeah yeah we're our titles here I like it yeah so le mouton so the sheep the cer is the the deer, the deer, yeah. And le noir bitume. How can I? It's it's a it's a color of the of the road, of the road. You know, very dark, very very dark black or what. So, yeah, it, it's it's very interesting the title, because the sheep. I don't know if it's uh, it was made on purpose, the title, but. <laughs> The, 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 the Uni-Blanc is generally distilled between 59 and 62. So that's why this is a, a castrance, you know, there's no reduction. Whereas the Baco grape, which is very local grape, and only sourced in Gascony in Armagnac, is distilled at 56, 57, sometimes 58 at most. it's still at 62%, how can it
0: still be
1: No, no, no. It, it 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 can be distilled up to 62
0: yes
1: yeah but, but it w- don't you lose, don't you lose? the re- the reduction is can be very limited because depending on the dry or wet cellar right. you know you have this phenomenon as well in scotland i'm sure when the evaporation of water goes faster than the evaporation of the alcohol right. so that that is why this armagnac has lost very limited amount Sometimes it can even increase a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Not as much as in Kentucky. In right? Yeah, or oh, in Kentucky. The, I, 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 there I, are notes here. with a lot of notes that are going right. with. Um, within a couple of years back, the, the um, angel share cognac is five times the annual sale of Armagnac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? <laughs> well, angel share is about 25 uh, 2.5 to 2.8% meaning volume wise huh? not alcohol wise so it, you can imagine that this 1989 which is 30, uh, sorry, 33 years old roughly have lost about 70% of its original volume so we almost needed two bottles to produce one. <laughs> no, but that, I mean, with Scotch whiskey, I guess it's the same, maybe Angel Chase slightly less? Two percent? two point seven, two point eight 2.7, 2.8 in, in Armagnac. Again, depend on the dryness of the cellar. But just, just from my understanding now, you say that's a single count. Yes. yes and correct correct so in fact in reality when we we first age the Armagnac it's put normally in new cask but after 18 months or sometimes 24 months we remove we empty the cask and we put the Armagnac in a older barrel older cask because it's enough new oak so that's why an Armagnac is very very common to see that uh, a single Armagnac from a specific year, from a specific grape, has moved from one cast to the other, maybe three, four, five, six times in its entire maturation life, which I believe in, with Scotch whiskey, once it's put, it, it stays in the, same, in the same one. So it's a very, very big difference. Um, coming back to the sheep, to the mouton, <laughs> on the title, because it's very interesting because at Chateau de L'Obad, uh, estate, where we have 100 hectares of vineyard. We also have forest. And uh, in 1995, we planted uh, 20 hectares of what we call black oak. Um, my father decided to plant this forest uh, because the vineyard was not proper in that part of northern uh, oriented uh, parcel. So he decided to plant this uh, wood. And uh, I'm sure you know, Why or what for? For our own barrels, our own cast. The idea, the vision is that one day we will have our own supply of oak. However, we'll have to wait another 180 years. (laughs) More or less. But you know, uh, Colbert, uh, working with Louis Louis XIV back in the 16th and the the 17th century, uh, was instrumental in planting a lot of forest that we are happy to have right now, 250, 300 or 350 years after the first planting. So everything has, has a meaning, we strongly believe. Another meaning is about the sheep. We have sheep at, in our vineyard. We have 550 to 600 sheep brought owned by a shepherd called Joseph. He uh, resides in the Pyrenees mountain. So the sheep are staying all summertime, spring and summertime in the mountains, when it's time to go down in the valleys, they come, and we give the land for free for the sheep to pasture, and they will remain until the month of April, when the buds start again this time of the year, before the grape start to blossom. So we don't want the sheep to eat the grape, of course, but the sheep will remain uh, up to four to five months, and they will produce Natural fertilizer. Uh, Sheep shit, basically.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is fantastic for our vineyards. <laughs> because. The, the so maybe the reference is from. <laughs> 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 Congratul- <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so. We like to say that because my grandfather and my (laughs) great grandfather was from agriculture, we've always kept the agriculture uh, kind of uh, references, you know, Uh, uh, an Normaniac house is all about the ecosystem and it should be part of a full integration in terms of environment and consciousness about the land that we were given that we should also pass on. Well, first of all, uh, one word about the the society's uh, Armagnac from 1989 from this Uniblanc. as I said it's not so much of a habit in Armagnac to bottle castrants it's normally reduced at 40 45, 46, 43 etc. So even for myself, to be honest with you I'm not so much used to it and I was very very happy, very very pleased about this Armagnac because although it's a 60 point something percent of alcohol, it was very, very well balanced, nicely rounded, uh, no, not aggressive. The alcohol was very well integrated. Of course, it's, 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 it's warmer, it's hot, but it's really, really enjoyable. It's, it's, it's superb, so I was very, very happy. That means that the society did a good job while picking the, the cask. Um, so we'll get down a little bit in terms of alcohol with the number uh, four. And I have a great privilege to um, be sharing with you today um, one of the very few castrons bottling that we make at Chateau LoBad. We only have 12 of them, ranging from 2006, the one that we are enjoying now, and the oldest is a 1975. So why 12? It could have be 10 or 13 or 11, but right now it's about 12 of them because we want to have a very, very selected and very narrowed selection of a few castrons that we believe uh, embodies and represent the style of the house and are the perfect representation of our house our Armagnacs, our commitment to the highest quality. Um, when we say cast strength, it's not a single cask. So that's the difference between the society's uh, choice and this Chateau de Lobad from 2006. So, what is it about? So, for sure, it's only from 2006, vintage, harvested, vinified is still in 2006 then age in uh, cask in Gascony Black Oak um, but it is a combination of choosing few different casks from that same vintage because we are we love blending the grapes we, we are strong believer of the of the power of the assemblage, of what it can bring really in terms of complexity, in terms of enjoyment, in terms of uh, sophistication. So at, at the end, we, we really want to, 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 to you know, few those few casks and, and create a, a, a masterpiece in reality to create a very specific uh, blend from the single uh, 2006 uh, vintage. So, and here, what is very particular and really unique, you might be one of the very first to try it because this 2006 has been first released back three years ago, just before the COVID. And part of the assemblage, part of the grapes that we use is what we call the plan de graisse. Plan de graisse. It's a grape that is part of the 10 grapes that are Authorized among the Appellation d'origine contrôlée Armagnac, but it's so rare that only a few producers among us and a few other producers use it. Uh, It is estimated that a total of less than 20 hectares are being cultivated worldwide. And out of the 20 hectares, it is supposedly 15 hectares. In southwest France, and among the 15 hectares in southwest France, probably eight, nine hectares altogether in the region of Armagnac. And we proudly cultivate 1.6 hectares of this uh, plant de graisse grape. Quickly, what is it? It's a grape that shows very fruity aroma. Graisse, because in French, gras means fat. Because it has a lot of viscosity when it comes to the wine and, ultimately, after the distillation, it has a nice, uh, you know, it melts very nicely in the mouth. And it's very fresh and intensely flavored. So it's a, it's a grape that, unfortunately, is not very much known and spread in Armenia because it's complicated to grow. It's very sensitive, sensitive to black rot, to other of the vineyard disease. So that's why it needs a lot of attention and very low yields. So economically speaking, it's, it's not the best, but in terms of profile, in terms of taste, it can be very interesting. So here we have an assemblage between Plant de Grèce, Baco, and Uniblanc. Probably Plant de Grèce up to 30% in the final assemblage, which is very significant. And again, this is 2006. So it's bottled at about 52 point something percent of alcohol which is much less than the castrons from 1989 because it has been distilled at a lower alcohol rather than that is 1989 first of all and it has been put in cellars where the humidity was creating less evaporation or more evaporation of alcohol compared to the evaporation of the whole armagnac itself. Our castrances are limited, you know. We'd go batch after batch, and one batch could be up to six to 700 bottles. And uh, this is the third batch right now on these uh, castrances 2006. So I hope you enjoy. It's very, again, very well-balanced, nicely mature, less rancio than the previous one from the Society where all those rancio notes were very easily... um, Uh, coming on the mouse. Here we have a lot of freshness still, a lot of liveliness, a lot of vibrancy in the Armagnac, but of course with some rancio, some uh, dusty woody aromas that are really melting nicely together. Um, A lot of plum, you know, prune, plum, which are the typical uh, flavors, fragrance of Armagnac. And, again, very, very long. That's thanks to the complexity of the, of the blend. Mm, blending the grace will help, you know, lingering in the mouth very, very long. There is uh, some little bit of acidity and also spice notes, you know, getting towards the up front of the mouth, which is very interesting. Up to some saltiness, almost, you uh, are uh, willing to, retry it because it's very long, rich, but not overwhelming. Um, so again, when we create with Francois, our Sala master and with the team, um, we always work, at least four people are tasting and deciding on the final blending. Uh, Sometimes even five. So we're one of the very rare Arminiak house to do uh, this as a uh, Uh, not a trio, but a quatuor at least. And this is very important to us because, you know, tasting Armagnac or tasting Scotch whiskey is not a a science. There are some days where your brain, your physical, um, you know, uh, capacities are not all together, so you are not in good uh, tasting situation. And this is when we confront ideas, we confront uh, savers, styles, parti pris, and sometimes we don't agree, but we have to come to an agreement, ultimately. So it's not a, a soft or a weak agreement. It's not by just in the middle. It's, it's, the, it's the beauty of interchanging ideas and why one would feel it would be proper to use that barrel, this one, do this one, but what I want to tell you really is that, at least at Chateau de it's truly a teamwork. It's truly the, the combination of all those tastes, all the history behind uh, all those years of tasting. I have 20 years of, uh, 22 years of tasting Armagnac and one of the tasting um, committee members has 35 years and another one has seven years and the other one has 12 years. So altogether, it's, it's really a nice combination as a, as a team. Um, and I think this 2006 Castrance from Chateau de Lobade is uh, really a, an interesting example of what, what Armagnac as its best is after, you know, 15 years. Already 15 years has passed, but it's, it's a nice young and already... A, Somewhere getting to the adult life, you know, in a way. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly the cost. Uh, would be probably. Well, we'll talk money later. <laughs> Not a... No, uh, you can buy online because here in Scotland, and I don't know if you could find, but maybe online you might find here and there. And uh, now to answer your question, probably it would be around uh, 150, 200, something like that, yeah, yeah, I would say, more or less. Um, Let's move on to the 83. I was told by someone that it's a very important date, 83, a very important year. It was the creation of the society. Is that correct? So, this is a 1983 bottle at 40%. So, unlike the previous one, it's not a cast trance. And I'm sure that you all noticed a very, very different nose profile compared to the Four other Armagnacs. When we mentioned the Rancio uh, a few minutes earlier about the society's Armagnac that, yes, provides some Rancio flavors, here we have truly a lot of Rancio. And um, when people ask me, how do you describe the Rancio? I feel bad because it's not so easy to explain in one word. And everyone has his own palate and maybe his own explanation about what is truly a rancio. Uh, But rancio for me, you have a lot here. It's all these aging aromas, all what the years have forged into the spirit um, in terms of uh, Um, settling down all the fire of the original Armagnac after so many years in the cask, uh, after so many years aging with the evaporation, with the angel share, that somehow it will go in a direction that you don't necessarily truly control 100%. And one of those directions could be the Rancio flavor combined with the woody flavor. So yes, this armagnac has been always aged in cask, and you can tell so because the the wood is truly there, but combined with this slow and and, um, mastered oxidation of the armagnac. You know, rancio equals oxidation on the right way. Rancio is... Uh, Rancio is all about you know, oxidative wine such as port wine uh, you know, Maury in south of France or uh, Rivesalt this, this flavor that you have you, you start to get really after some air contact, you know, because again, inside the oak inside the barrel, don't forget that the air penetrates in and out all the time, all the time it's not, a, it's, it's very porous. Again, we have gas oak with a larger grain where the air will penetrate on the 19 millimeters stave quite easily. And after so many years, you can imagine that the air has played its role. Um, so this is Rancio, and I, I got this, uh, this a lot on the nose with some freshness, some minty flavor as well, melting nicely, some licorice, a lot of licorice. Cedar box, mm. it's almost a liqueur, <laughs> it, it, it seems like it is very sweet in a way, but it's, it's dry, I mean it's, it's Armagnac, but, but see like, like an old furniture, like you, you, you get inside an antique store uh, the furniture has been waxed, you know, it's been very old, very oldy. This is what, what's happening with this, with, with this Armagnac, I think you could uh, imagine.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I, I think you you think, think so? This
0: is exactly what I think. Like this, like the perfect
1: example of the house style. Yeah. You're 35 to 45 years old with this exact level of Ronceau, fruit, and barrel, all of it just yeah. perfectly centered. Yeah. And that's the magic of Armagnac, I mean, and the magic of Baco grape, again. The Baco, which is an hybrid, uh, very local to Armagnac. Uh, in uh, mid 1990s, the European Union, which we belong to, alas, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, for that it was a problem, they wanted to ban the Baco. The guys in Bruxelles were saying, ah, oh, but Baco is a hybrid bra- grape, how can you dare? Uh, Armagnac should be, it's wine, and wine should be vitis vinifera. Uh, it should not be cross, you know, uh, hybrid. Hybridation is bad, you know, they, they, they really wanted to ban the bako, and, 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 but luckily my father and a group of, of bright uh, uh, Armagnac producers, they, they fought a lot, and they went to Paris first, and they went to Brussels, so make sure to, the, the baco can, can remain part of the grape that could be used. Uh, and, and here, in this 1983, there is a significant amount of baco that develops, really, these rancio flavors. Um, so that's the magic of Armagnac, again. The magic of Armagnac is about its autochthon grapes. And we're talking a lot about resisting to the globalization of our world. I think, you know, by keeping and, you know, continuing those grapes as part of the heritage, part of our, and our, our appellation, like the appellation in Scotland, like in, in Irish whiskey, maybe I think there is an appellation, in, in cognac, in Armagnac, in, in, are really here to set the rules, you know. And uh, the Rome world, which is completely uh, free, uh, I guess, uh, except Rome Agricole maybe, I think it's, it's, it's an asset. Sometimes it's complicated, sometimes they, they don't change things. But I think it's also part of the, of what makes Armagnac unique. Um, so, science. Sl- sl- how do you say? It? Santé. Slans, slans. Sorry, slans, slans. <laughs> santé, santé.
0: You can find out more about the world of Armagnac and why you should give it a try in the June issue of Unfiltered, the magazine for members of the Scotch Malt Whisky Society. Find out more about who we are and what we are all about by visiting smws.com. That's it for this episode of Whiskey Talk. Until the next time, cheers.